Welcome to the Festive Five Podcast, hosted by Pestle and Ed. And welcome to episode two of the Thirds of Fancy Festive Five Podcast. Pestle and Ed with you once more. If you are listening to us in the build-up for Christmas, we hope you're very excited. If you're listening to us as you're preparing your Christmas dinner, maybe have a glass of water before that next can of Guinness. And if you're listening to us after Christmas, we hope Santa brought you everything you wanted, don't we, Ed? Yeah, it's exciting to think. I really hope that people are sat around listening to us with, you know, a glass of mulled wine or a mince pie, just really enjoying it. If you're listening to our back-to-back episodes whilst in the kitchen cooking the dinner, maybe go and just check in on your family. Don't get too antisocial. That is a message for myself when I hear myself back. Today's draft, though, we did Christmas dinners last time. What are we looking at this week, Malcolm? The Christmas Movies Draft! Ho, ho, ho! Now, this is an exciting one. It it is, and, uh, I mean, there there are lots of choices for this one, and I think, you know, we all love a good Christmas movie, don't we? I think it's nice, you know, just to kind of veg out over Christmas and and, and enjoy. There's lots of cheesy ones, and I think I should apologise that I'm a bit of a softy, and I like you know I do like a bit of a schmaltzy Christmas film with oh, like a, yeah I do I'm a bit yeah of but a you cry at films well don't you though I, I do I, I can confess that I have cried at um, Big Daddy which is an Adam Sandler film <laughs> that I've cried at <laughs> I can tie my own shoes I can tie my own shoes and what's the Disney one that I literally bawled my eyes at. The one that's Mexican Day of the Dead one. Um, the Coco? Coke. Oh, my goodness me. Like, genuinely, I was almost hyperventilating. I was crying so hard. So, yes, yes, uh, uh, full disclosure. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Just for a ground setting. Uh, so, when I think of Christmas movies, I really think of kind of growing up with the old VCRs. I used to love to make sure you had a couple of VHS tapes ready to go going through the Christmas TV guide, looking for the yes. old Video Plus codes. <laughs> oh, Video Plus yeah. codes. Yeah, I remember those. Um, there's a few that I don't, I don't know if I'm going to pick. Just in case they're in your list, I'm going to save to a couple of honorary mentions that aren't Christmassy films at all, but are films that remind me of watching at Christmas time. Oh, okay. So we'll see where we go. But on the last show, you had first pick. So it's your honour this time. Round one. So I'm thinking very, very tactically about this because my absolute favourite Christmas film, I'm hoping won't be on your radar. So I'm going to save it for a little bit. But I'm going in with what I think is possibly not just one of my favourite Christmas films of all time, but one of my absolute favourite films of all time, Home Alone. Oh. That would have been very high for me. Was yeah, it? yeah, very high. It, it wasn't my first choice, so I'm not absolutely gutted. But, I mean, what a film. So I absolutely love Home Alone and obviously I had a couple of choices within that, but I've gone for the classic. Just what is there not to love about Home Alone? What I love about Home Alone now is is you, you sit and you watch it with kids and they absolutely love it. I mean, when Kevin does all of like the the prank, well, pranks, is that what you'd call them? The, you know, they're quite, they're quite violent. The, the violent home intrusion methods. Because the, it, that film would not get made nowadays in the culture of nowadays. All the things he does to them, which, you know, to, to, to the, the robbers. Kind of robbers? Rob, robbers, yeah. Yeah. Robbers. yeah, you know, like burning their head. and the ha- <laughs> It's just like, when you look at it now and you think, but the kids, like, they absolutely, like, they laugh their heads off at it. The the noises as well, I think, make it massively, whether it be the clunks of a tin of paint hit someone in the face or these screams and squeals when something happens. It's one of those films as well that watching when you're younger, I don't think you necessarily see all the bits and take it all in as well. I think I must have watched it maybe seven or eight times 
until I realised that it was Joe Pesci that was the cop at the start of it and then ended up doing the burglary. Oh, yeah, they look gold I don't think, tooth. Yeah. yeah, I don't think that ever relates to me until I've watched it several times. But just absolute classic Christmas film. The excitement when you're little watching it for the first time. And I think everybody, if they've watched Home Alone for the first time as a child, you have then planned how you would defend your own home in the same situation. Yes, definitely, yeah. So, yeah, I'm going in with Home Alone first. What are you going with, Ed? Well, I don't think this is going to be a surprise. Um, th- there were a few options, but this is a film that I've watched, I don't know how many times, and it's you know, it's a bit of a one-man show, but it is going to be Elf. Yeah, I mean, it's just, no matter, I mean, Will Ferrell, it's an absolute masterpiece, isn't it? It's a it's John Favreau, John Favreau film. I mean, and I've I've seen John Favreau talk about it and how, you know, how much the, the budget they had, and I think it was it was filmed in Canada and and, and things like that, but... I mean, it's just, it's just really funny, and it's just, it's just, it's a bit soppy at the end. But Will Ferrell's just hilarious in it, isn't he? It's one of the most quotable Christmas films I think of all time. And when you look at a lot of Christmas films, the fact it was pretty much an instant classic as well, wasn't it? Very much so. I mean, I don't know how old it is now. Well, it's probably it made me feel really old. It was probably like twelve, fifteen years old by now. Um, but yeah, you you write the lines from it, and it's you know he's got the love interest and. Yeah, I mean, Elf's an absolute classic. I, I, I didn't have much hesitation in choosing that as my number one. So I think as they're our first picks, there must be some decent stats about our top picks. There are, because I have gone to our old reliable friend, Mr Wikipedia. So, Home Alone released in what year, Ed? Listeners at home, put a year on it. I'm going for 1990. 1990. Oh, Spot yes. on. November 10th, 1990. Running time, 103 minutes. 103 minutes of cinematic perfection. Your joy. And a budget of 18 million box office, 476.7 million. The profit. You think Macaulay Culkin has then dined out on the royalties on that film for the entirety of his life? Yeah, I wonder what sort of... Do you think he got a page? he got a percentage? I wonder what he got. Yeah. Interesting. I mean, it's been quite... It's a family-friendly show. It's been quite famed what he spent much of that money on through periods <laughs> of his yes. life. But then let's look at, that, say, that modern classic of Elf. So we know it's more recent, but what year did it come out? Listen at home, put a date on it. Uh, in my head, I've got 2003. You're very good at this. 2003. Oh, November 7th, 2003. Running time, 96 minutes. I think that's what makes a good Christmas time as well. That 90 to 110 minute mark, I think is perfect. You don't want much longer than that, do you? Budget of 33 million. Box office... Much lower than Home Alone, two hundred twenty-five point one million. Still a tidy return, though, not to be sniffed at. But I think I, I wonder since then, you know, with like uh, I know, is it, was it Sky in this country were referred to as kind of Scrooges because they bought the rights to it to have on their Sky movies. Oh, did they? And oh, so I didn't you, you that. won't see it on terrestrial television in the UK because Sky have bought the rights to show it. So. Oh, so they've they've made some good money. I think Will Ferrell's not tight for a few quid. No, he'll it? be all right. Round two. So what's up next then, Mark? Right. What is the one film you really want to watch after watching Home Alone? I'm going Home Alone too. I'm going oh. back to back to back Macaulay Culkin. Is that where you were going? I would have gone Home Alone too. So I love I'm going Lost Home in New York. Alone. I think that fits into the bracket of a film sequel that is as good, if not better. Than the first instalment. Oh, we're in Godfather territory. Agreed. Yeah. yeah. Genuinely. <laughs> yeah. I know they'll be very different films, 
But that is that is the mark you're talking for, just how good the sequel is. Yeah, I mean, the sequel's brilliant. I mean, there's so many, you know, like, oh, you've also got Donald Trump in it. The old but, Trumpy Pants makes an appearance. <laughs> but, yeah, they're, they're, they're kind of, I'm thinking of, like, the set pieces in the, in the hotel and all that. Yeah, it's just brilliant. The, um, where he gets the two turtle doves at the toy shop as oh. well, a proper tender moment. Yeah, the pigeon lady and, you know, he's scared of her and, oh, it's lovely. What's her name? Brenda Fricker. Very good, very good. And Tim Curry. Oh, he's brilliant. Just absolute mega role in that as well. Think of all of the absolute masterpieces Joe Pesci has been involved in. And Home Alone, Home Alone 2 are standout films in his filmography, aren't they? Oh, without a doubt. He's, he's, I mean, he's brilliant in it. And I can't, I'm not sure. Daniel, somebody who plays Marv, isn't it? Um, he's Daniel Stern? Stern. Stern, yes. Yeah, he's brilliant as well. I mean, yeah, I'm pretty gutted that you've got both of these in your movie list because I would I would have wanted one of them. I think also they're two Christmas you could legitimately happily watch at any time of the year as well, but just feels, feels right at Christmas. Oh, of course it does. You're around two, Pickhead? Right. I'm about to throw a massive Christmas-themed grenade. Are you ready? I think I know, well, I'm, I'm assuming that you've gone into a perfect segue with that. Die Hard. Yeah. Yeah. That I was going to be my third pick. A hundred percent this is a Christmas film. Okay. Uh, and there's lots of debate about whether it's a Christmas film. How is it not a Christmas film? It's set at Christmas. <laughs> there's a Christmas party. It is a Christmas film. And I mean, if we were doing best films of all time, this is in the top 10. Never mind Christmas films. A Bruce Willis masterpiece. Alan Rickman is amazing. Nakatomi Plaza. The whole thing is just flipping brilliant. I think the one thing that maybe means people don't view it as a Christmas film is, unlike some of the others we've said, it was released in July. So although it was Christmas themed, maybe people kind of, when they're first experiencing it, didn't feel very Christmas. Well, no, I don't I know, July is agree. often known as the Christmas summer month, is it not? Oh, no. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> July, old summery Christmas. So yes. I always forget people call <laughs> yeah, it that. Yeah. But no, I agree with you on that as well. And also, the reason it was on my list is because I viewed this very much a, a a very literal way. And I was going to this thinking if I only had five Christmas films ever, and Die Hard would be a perfect perfect piece of that puzzle if you only had five Christmas films to watch. I just love it. It's the sort of film that, you know, again, you've watched so many times, but every time it's just a joy. And it's just that unadulterated fun. So, yeah, Die Hard, for me, is my second Christmas film. And obviously, film. we've said about Elf being very quotable. yippee Mother Fluffer. Obviously, that's... Uh... Oh, I thought you were about to break our <laughs> golden rule. No, nope, we no. are a family-friendly <laughs> show. Yeah, absolutely. Just great all-round film as well. And it's not Christmas till you've seen some violence at the Nakatomi Plaza. Would you like to hear some stats about both of those films, though, Ed? I, I bet there's some good ones. When was Home Alone 2 released? 1990 was Home Alone, so I'm going to go 93. 92. Oh, it was quite November soon. November 20th, 1992. Running time, 120 minutes, the golden window for a film. Language, according to Wikipedia, it was in English. The budget, 28 million. Well, so a, a few more budget. quid, yeah. Box office, 359 million. So it didn't grow as quite as much, but I think today goes toe-to-toe in calibre still. I remember watching that in the cinema with two pe- two friends. I genuinely remember going really? to watch that in the cinema. I wasn't allowed to go to cinema because I was six. I know, yes, yeah, so I, I was 12. When then did Die Hard come out? I think it's been a similar time. Is Die Hard about 91? 1988. Yeah, wow. 
Running time, 132 minutes. Now, they're very vague on the budget here. 25 to $35 million. Well, they did a good film for that. And box office, a mere $139.8 million. But once again, when you think about reruns, you think about the fact that Die Hard went through that full series of home video, DVD, Blu-ray, they must have made a good amount of money off that on the home video sales as well. But just an all-round absolute banger of a film. And I think we've closed out round two in a very strong fashion there, Ed. Round three. Okay, so you've got both Home Alones. What is up next? This is where I've got a couple of choices. So Elf was would have been in the reckoning if that was still there. Die Hard was in there as well. I was always going to go for the Home Alone one and two. Third option would have been either of your first two if they were available. I'm going to go at this point with the greatest Christmas film of all time because I would be devastated if you picked it just to spite me. Ooh. Jingle all the way. Oh, it's a good Ooh, film. What a film. It is Arnie's finest moment. Never mind Terminator. Never mind any <laughs> of that rubbish. No, it's better than anything he did while Governor of California. Absolute phenomenal Christmas film. And I think it's a Christmas film that if you watched as a child, you would have that similar affinity to it at Christmas time as I do. I think if you watch it as an adult, you would think it's probably utter rubbish, not worth watching. Oh, it's complete enough for garbage. What was the name of the toy that he has to get? Turbo Man. What Turbo was Man. the name Sorry, of I the toy? I forgot, I forgot. Turbo, Turbo Man. Turbo it's Man. Turbo Time. <laughs> and just started going, Jamie! Oh, what a film. It's a film that I watch every single year just because it reminds me of Christmas. It's a just, yeah, proper feel-good Christmas film. Um, I still laugh at all the same old ridiculous jokes. Sinbad, obviously, in a starring role as well. It's a very angry postman. He was very cross throughout the film. But yeah, it's just complete family film, Christmas nonsense. And because I watched it as a small child, I don't think I will ever go through a year not watching Jingle All The Way. I think I probably have at home about three or four copies of it on DVD because if I can't find it, I know that the quicker way to find it is to order it again from Amazon <laughs> and it'll be there the next day. So yeah. Phenomenal good Christmas choice, film. Good and you know what? I will I will accept it is not a Christmas masterpiece in the same way as the others, but sometimes what you really need at Christmas is an hour and a half of nonsense. Yeah, I mean that's what Christmas is all about. You sit down, veg out, box of celebrations, and just watch something silly. What are you going with for round three? Right, so I don't think this is a film that you would choose, but I'm deliberately choosing it because it is a film that I grew up watching. It's it's a bit soppy, it's very soppy. It's very Christmassy. It's all about Santa. And it is Miracle on 34th Street. It was on my list for consideration. So it is, I'm thinking about the modern version, the Richard Attenborough one. Yep. Yeah. And it's just, I mean, it's just so Christmassy. It's so cheesy about whether Santa's real. I just think, is it Mara Wilson, who, who the actress who played Matilda? She's brilliant in it. Richard Attenborough is amazing. And yeah, it just makes me feel so Christmassy. And it's one I think me and my sister used to watch it and love it. And I could not have my top five Christmas films without having that in there. So, yeah, it makes me feel all warm inside. So the reason I agree with this one, even though it is a slightly soppy one, is because when you think about those Christmas memories, I can remember when I was at junior school. Shout out to any listeners uh, who are tuning in from the National Junior School in Grantham. We did our Christmassy trip was walking from school to the Paragon Cinema in Grantham to watch Miracle on 34th oh, really? Street in the afternoon. <laughs> okay. So that was like a proper 
going to the cinema at school. Amazing. How exciting. What is more Christmassy? So, yeah, I don't think... I've not filmed my watch very regularly, so I probably couldn't tell you the general kind of gist of it. Is there a courtroom bit in it, if I yeah, remember that rightly? Yeah, it's, it's basically, yeah, whether Santa's real or not. And they managed to prove that Santa's real. But it's one of those films that just the name of it reminds me of Christmassy things because it was our Christmas treat when we were at school. Should we get into some... Obviously, we're here for, everyone's here for the facts, not just the, uh, the entertainment and witty banter from you and I. So, Jingle All The Way, the masterpiece that it is. When was it released, Ed? It's quite a tough one, actually. I, I'm go- it must be the same sort of era as Home Alone. So I'll go a bit later. Let's say 1995. Uh, 1996. Oh, that was close, close. So starring, Arnie's already said, Sinbad, Phil Hartman, Rita Wilson as well. It was running time of 89 minutes, a little Ooh. bit shorter. Now, the budget and box office, I would say this probably, for what they're expecting, would fit into maybe the flop category. I hate to say it. Budget of... Ooh, 50 million? 75 million. What was that spent on? <laughs> I assume 74 was on his wages. <laughs> <He's got laughs> yeah. And then box office, 129.8 million. Oh, I still made a profit. So still made a profit, but I'd imagine if you're spending 75 million on a film with Arnie in, you're expecting more quite potentially. Miracle on 34th Street released in... 97? 1994. Richard Attenborough and Liz Perkins starring role. And I can't find the budget for it, but it took at the box office how much? 100 million. 46.3 million. Oh, that's disappointing. Is that maybe because it was the, is that the third version of it, Miracle for 34th Street? It's definitely the second version. Um, but yeah, I, I suppose, yeah, I don't know why it didn't do as well at the cinema. So we have rounded out round three. Malcolm, what follows round three? Round four. Now, at this stage, I've got a couple of choices here. I'm already thinking what's not going to make the cut and will be in my honorary mentions if you don't mention it. I'm going at this again from having a well-rounded set of films if they were my only five films ever. So I need to follow the Die Hard model and I need a slightly more adult-based Christmas film. I'm going for Bad Santa. Oh, that is... I do like Bad Santa. <laughs> There's, now, we're a family-focused show. We have said this already. We want the whole family focused. So I'm not going to go too much into Bad Santa, but... Is it the complete antithesis of a Christmas film when we compare it to, say, Miracle on 34th Street? <laughs> yes. Maybe not as heartwarming. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, definitely not. Yeah, just an, an all-round, once-the-children-are-in-bed Christmas film. It's a film I imagine lots of people really dislike. It doesn't. It's, it isn't very heartwarming. It's not very Christmassy, really. No, it, yeah. It, it, I suppose it's Die Hard's Christmassy, Bad Santa's Christmassy. It's set at <laughs> Christmas and there is a Santa. But yeah, it, <laughs> but yeah, it's it's just and it's called Bad Santa. It's just rude and funny. Yeah, it's, I can see why you've picked that. It was on my list. So, in the interest of us being a family-focused show, I will leave my analysis of Bad Santa there. Where are you going for your round four pick, Ed? Right now, this is, is is quite a silly film, and it's I've chosen this for one reason and one reason only because I find the character really funny. So the reason I'm going this film is because of Mr. Poppy and the film is Nativity. I hate it. 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 I love, I I think Mr. Poppy is very funny. I can't remember the name of the comedy actor who plays him, but he did this brilliant comedy show called My New Best Friend. Uh, Look it up. It's really funny. But anyway, yeah, I mean, it's silly. It's, it's cheesy. The kids are a bit annoying and a bit precocious, but some of them are very funny. 
But yeah, it's for Mr. Poppy. I, I love Nativity. No, I, re- I really hate it. But... I don't know why it makes me so angry. It is. I think you can't get angry at Christmas. No, no, because I don't watch it. Okay, but I think Nativity is to the Christmas film world what the Venger Boys were to music. What gods? <laughs> you know, we both know you don't mean that. I, and I genuinely, really hate it. It's such a. Oh, well, I, I could have saved that, but I, again, I love, I love Nativity, and I probably yeah, watch you, it most you're years. in absolute no danger of me taking Nativity. Let's look at those stats, though. So, what year are we thinking Bad Santa was released in? Are we getting into the 21st century? It's turned century? into a quiz this show. Yeah, it is, it's it very is. Well. Are we getting into the 21st century? I'm going to go, I think it's 21st century. I'm going 2001. Not far off, 2003, running time 92 minutes. And starring Billy Bob Thornton, I think probably, of all of his roles, maybe the closest to a real-life experience <laughs> yes. for him. Yeah, maybe, maybe it was a biopic. <laughs> um, budget, 23 million. Box office, 76.5 million. A little bit of a shout-out, I won't be taking this next pick, but to Bad Santa 2 that I think is possibly... There's a Bad Santa 2? Oh, it's possibly more offensive than the first. Oh, I didn't realise. Yeah, Bad Santa 2 is worth a watch as well if you would like to be offended by Christmas. However, the more heartwarming... I've just realised, I'm looking at this, they've even spelled nativity with an exclamation mark. Yeah, it's <laughs> exciting! <laughs> even more annoying. They're not sure people will realise it's exciting, so they have to show it. Martin Freeman, Mark Wooten starring in the roles there. Release dates, 27th of November. 2001. 2009. Oh, wow. Budget. So we're going to, we'll stick with our dollars for this, just under two and a half million. Um, shocking that was quite cheap because it's not very good film. <laughs> Box office, eight and a half million. Oh, well. But it was BBC film, so I imagine it was very quick appearance at the cinema before BBC roll it out. Countless times on BBC One, Two, Three, and any other budgets on iPlayer constantly. I've a, I've just looked, Nativity Two, Danger in the Manger, Nativity Three, Dude, Where's My Donkey? Oh wow, that sounds great! I don't think I've seen that. Sounds great though. That sounds like a horror show of a film. <laughs> I will not be tuning into those. Right, let's wrap things up then with round five. I've got a couple on here that I'm looking at. And the others will be an honorary mention, but I am going for, um, this is a bit of a cheat because I'm going for multiple films, essentially, but the same story. I'm going for any version of A Christmas Carol. Okay. Yeah, good shout. Uh, Any version of A Christmas Carol, except for the Muppets one. The Muppets Christmas Carol is dreadful. I'm not, I'm with you on that. I'm not a big fan. There are like, as um, an an English teacher, uh, I'm a big fan of A Christmas Carol. And um, there there are lots of versions of Christmas Carol. And I really like, I don't know which one you're going to talk about. I like the Patrick Stewart one. Patrick Stewart one. I think it is the one that I would say is the go-to when it comes to films. I mean, the story obviously is, is a classic Christmas story. It's one that... Working in schools is one that we've, obviously, you, as an English teacher, you've seen countless performances, I'm imagining, uh, school production of it as well. But it's just such a great Christmas story that can be told in so many different ways. Yeah, there's the animated version, the more recent one. I think Jim Carrey is the voice of uh, of Scrooge. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but uh, what's the TV version that you So there's like? a TV version of Christmas Carol from 2019 uh, that was, say, quite, I would say, a bleaker representation. I say bleaker. It's about a man that doesn't give anyone any money and is visited by ghosts. It's fairly bleak in the first place. Uh, but with Guy Pearce, Andy Serkis and Stephen Graham, who's amazing at everything he does, if you want a different version of the story and you've not seen it, I'm sure that'll be on iPlayer over Christmas. But yeah, just 
the whole the story itself is as Christmassy as it gets. I'm very happy that's in the ten because it deserves. It. Yeah. Where are you going for your last pick? Um, so I mean, I've got a few comedies in there, haven't I? Um, and so I mean, I, I'm, again, I'm going something that's a bit cheesy, and it's a film again I'll watch every year, and it's probably it must be one of the most successful Christmas films of all time, and I think there's probably a lot of people who are shouting it at their podcast app of choice, and that is Love Actually. Oh no! No, I didn't no, think you'd like Love no. Actually, and I know it's probably it's a bit cheesy and it's a bit cliche, but I just really find it quite funny. I, I just enjoy watching it. It's you know all the different stories in there, and yeah, I just enjoy it. Sorry, I'm not sure if I've ever actually watched it all the way through. Oh, I've watched it loads of times. Uh, I, every <laughs> Christmas I watch it. I love it. No, genuinely not sure if I've watched you, it all the way you've through. You've got Hugh Grant as a uh, as prime minister. You've got Marty McCutcheon looking hot. I mean, what more do you want at Christmas? Shout out to your wife, Laura. If you're listening, Laura, <laughs> I don't think I've enjoyed enough to watch it all the way through. I think that's if that goes on, I'm having a snooze, uh, yeah, which yeah. is the best part of Christmas. That's the best part of watching a Christmas film, yeah. is it not? Well, yeah. it's the best part of Christmas in general, a snooze. But from a stats point of view, I, I reckon it must have taken a lot at the box office. I think I think this is where we're talking big money. What year was it released? I think this is 2003. 2003, correct. Budget, 40 to 45 million. I imagine that's because Hugh Grant didn't fully disclose his earnings. Box office, 246.8 million. So, decent so we're not in Home Alone territory. No, no. But I think it's, it's a very British film, isn't it? So I'd imagine the global success of Home Alone is probably what tips that there. But yeah, I, I, I can't dispute it is regarded as a Christmas classic. Just not for me. Patrick Stewart version of Christmas Carol was released in what year, Ed? Uh, is that is that 90s? Is that 98? 1999. Running time, 95 minutes. And I can't find any box office stats on it. Oh, there you go. And obviously, if we're mentioning Christmas Carol, we need to throw it back to the big man, old Charlie D. Released originally in what year, Ed? You've got to know this, surely. Yeah, I, I'd probably bore my classes with it. I, I do know it's 1843. Well done, 1843. Right, that wraps up our top five choices, though. Any additional mentions? Any other notables, Ed? Yeah, I do like. I'm a big fan of the Santa Claus with yep. um, with, with Tim Allen, the Polar Express. I don't mind. Scrooged was close. I yeah. really like Scrooged, and I think it's got. Is it Santa Claus the movie? Again, that's one that I grew up watching with my sisters. So, so that that's quite Christmassy for me. What about you? Another one that was in my mix is not a Christmas film, but is on every single Christmas, probably every single Christmas day. The Great Escape. It's yes. just a great yeah, Christmas film. Yeah. It just feels like Chris isn't complete unless you've watched at least 20 minutes of The Great Escape at some point. So yeah, Great Escape's a phenomenal Christmas film. Now, it, this could have been a show on its own, but I want to have a quick shout-out as well to the TV movie, The Christmas Special. Any Christmas specials from TV series you want to mention? Well, I suppose, I mean, from my point of view, like comedy uh, specials are what I love. So The Office Christmas Special, Extras Christmas Special, I absolutely love. Gavin and Stacey, I know James Corden isn't uh, people's, uh, you know, in pe on people's Christmas list <laughs> nowadays, but he's brilliant in that. So, yeah, I think I, I like my comedy Christmas specials. You can't be an only fool's Christmas special. Um, massive, massive shout out. You can't really shout out to an episode of something, but Seasons Beatings, the Peep Show Christmas episode. <laughs> Cauliflower is not <laughs> traditional. Um, is just, yeah, is just. That is a perfect episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the uh, we can't quote any of the um, forgot the turkey scene, <laughs> oh, yes, <laughs> <laughs> or what Supan's referred to himself as. But yeah, that's just great as well. And I think Christmas is not complete whatsoever 
without the royal family. And they've obviously had numerous Christmas specials, numerous of them set around Christmas. But the one that wasn't set at Christmas time, the Golden Egg Cup Christmas special for the yes. royal family is absolute t- a television masterpiece. Very much so. And I'm already looking forward to watching the Christmas specials of the royal family over this Christmas as well. Anything else we've said? We've said all the things about Christmas movies and a bonus bit of Christmas TV. No, I just want to go away and watch my Christmas films now. If only we had one more Christmas film someone could tell us about. No. So as with the last episode, I made sure that we asked Malcolm for his recommendation as well. So let's hand over to the big man from Denver himself. My favourite Christmas movie is the, um, the Santa Claus, the one with Tim Allen. Now, that movie, it brings back so much nostalgia and feelings because me and my little sister, as soon as it would hit December, we would, we had it on VHS, as a matter of fact. And it was it's just one of those real feel good family kind of movies that that it brings back that feeling for me. So that's my all time favorite movie. Oh, so I'm really happy we mentioned the Santa yeah, I Claus think you, now. You get a bonus point because you mentioned it. I do. I, me and Malcolm like the same films. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that Malcolm sums it up perfectly there as well. So for me, for Jingle All The Way, it's the it's the it's attachment the, you have to the, the film. Exactly, that's what Miracle on 34th Street's about for me. Yeah. yeah, yeah, big time. Hopefully we've mentioned some of your favourites in there as well. Hopefully you are not shouting at your speakers or your podcast app of choice because we've missed any classics off there. I think we've just about covered everything. I think we've, that was very comprehensive. And for the second time then in the series, let's hand over to Malcolm to close the show. From Pestle and Ed of TH Fantasy Football and me, Malcolm, have a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. <laughs> <laughs>